With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to episode 358 of the Anfield Index podcast, the show that just keeps getting older, like its host. I'm Trev Downey, I am podcasting to you from my field here in beautiful rural Ireland, and I am joined by my two compadres, Cam Branch and Lisa Marie Hanahan, on St. Patrick's Day to do a podcast about Liverpool. Why would you do that? Trev, you might ask, with everything being so miserable. Well, that is exactly the purpose of why we are doing it, to not be miserable. We could, of course, come on here and have a chat, an elongated ramble about uh, Didi Haman saying that Jürgen should go, about the very visceral, obvious attitudinal issues that uh, seem to have plagued the first team, about the fact that it looks like there is a world in which it could be a reality that Manchester City will win the Champions League, that uh, Arsenal might win the league, uh, that United might win uh, the domestic cups and the UEFA Europa League, and that we might finish in, what is it that gets you into the conference, seventh place. And uh, quite frankly, that is a horrific potential future but it's one that we will have to face regardless so what we decided to do with this show is just to have a slightly more um, upbeat chat we're not burying our heads in the sand but I don't think we're adding to anything really by wallowing in what is currently a very negative and uncertain scenario Um, so I thought today we might talk about some of the reasons we have to be happy about supporting Liverpool again, not for the sake of denial. Um, pretty much been upfront in the first few sentences about what I think about the way things are going. It's very not good indeed. But I, I just for the day that's in it, where uh, theoretically I'm celebrating uh, the notion of Irishness, um, and it's our national day. I thought, well, let's not be too miserable. So. On that note, we will, for the most part on this show, try to be upbeat and have a few 
bits of chats and conversations that are of a more positive bent. I can't guarantee what anyone's going to do in their intro because I didn't tell them this really. So for that reason, um, I'm just going to go around and say hello to, to both uh, Cam and first Lisa Marie and see how they're getting on before we get cracking. Lisa Marie, I know you, um, I think, struggled to see the most recent uh, uh depressing outing for the Reds apart from that and catching up on that how's your week been so yeah I have not watched it at all um I was unable to watch on Wednesday for reasons um (laughs) I had something going on I don't remember what it was but where I couldn't watch and then after seeing you know all the tales of how truly awful it was I have not bothered to seek it out and watch it back I think that's very wise. Yeah, yeah, I think that's very wise. Sometimes, <laughs> some things are best. Yeah, some things are best left un, unseen. I, I, I would be very much the same. I know when we lose a final, I can never bear to watch it back. I, I have no idea, for example, of any of the finer points of what happened in the Champions League final that we lost to that lot. I don't know about the Champions League final that we lost to AC Milan in 2007. I just, I can't bring myself to watch that stuff back because. I think it is what you said. Why bother? So if you haven't been, um, um, have you managed to avoid the endless, endless, endless negativity, which I, I'll admit I've probably contributed to with, with some podcasts where I was furious. Uh, but the, the, you know, the kind of real toxic stuff that we're seeing every time well, you open your social media apps, have you managed to avoid that or are you sort of wallowing in it or what are you doing? Um, well, you know, I mean, I did. Um, tune in to um, Raw on on Discord. Um, although I missed the middle part of it because I actually had to you know take a work phone call. Um, so yeah, so I mean I've listened to some of the post match um, stuff, but but I really have not sought out some of the you know other. I mean if something crosses my timeline on Twitter, which which it will, um, that's you know, negative or whatnot. I've maybe read some of it, but I've just not really allowed myself to get too, too bogged down in it. I mean, that, you know, could be construed as, um, burying my head in the sand, but I think I'm just, I don't want it harsh in my vibe, man. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, that is, that is the absolutely correct, uh, hippie attitude to take to the end of this season. I, I, I really am going to try to not let the Reds and Liverpool Football Club harsh my vibe between now and the end of the year. I think you've nailed it. Uh, Cam Branch, how are you doing, my friend? Um, I know you've had a very busy week. You were just telling us with work and you're quite the exhausted uh, man. So you probably haven't had a whole lot of time uh, on your hands for, you know, frivolity like Twitter. Uh, what's the been your experience of, of, of the negativity around Liverpool during the week? Um. Just what's been in the WhatsApp group, to be honest. There hasn't been an awful lot. I mean, um, not a lot has been said about it, really. Um, ultimately, we know how poor we are and and what a poor season it's been, so there's not much more you can really add to it in that respect. Um, so uh, on that side of things, no, no nothing really, because uh, I don't don't really do social media nowadays. I do I do browse on there just every now and then just to see what's going on in the world, get my news fix and stuff like that. But um, I, I, I pretty much ignore it. I just go past it. Don't, don't bother with it. I mean, what's the point? 
Yeah, I, I guess for some people it's cathartic, right? To sort of yeah. like, for for example, to do raw for me is is a great kind of release of annoyance, and I can kind of walk away from it then, uh, and it's done. And I I don't have you said to. Your piece, haven't you? You've said your piece. You've and got it off your chest. Really, yeah, you've yeah. got it. Yeah, it's been in, in the heat of the of the annoyance, and sometimes you might be a bit strong or a bit harsh. I always try to not be, but it's sometimes it's hard not to be. But you, like you say, you've said your piece. But mm. I, you know, I listened to I listened to you, Dave and Carl, this week, and uh, after the uh, Real Madrid game, and um, yeah. I was listening to it yesterday, and it was just like you're saying everything, all three of you. You know, you're saying everything we all feel. Ultimately, well, I think, well, and Cam, you know, when you're on Nina's show, you know, after a match, sometimes it's the same where you yeah. kind of have Nina refers to it as, as therapy. Um, <laughs> so it is, it's kind of the same yeah. thing. It just allows yeah, you yeah. to just sort of work through it and, and be able to move on. So I get that. It's a good thing. It's a good it thing. Is. Yeah. Agreed. And it leaves you, I suppose, maybe a little bit better adjusted than the average bear because you have, you've had that venting experience with a couple of, 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 you know, intelligent, uh, uh, um, fellow reds who are, you know, uh, the, the, the raw panel is excellent. The Alnina's panel is always excellent. You guys have, you know, it's, it, 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 you're not, you're not dealing with, with idiots. And if someone goes off the deep end a bit, um, it's almost fun rather than it being a horrific thing. You know, you can almost revel in it. Like I, I often find myself with a big shit eating grin as I'm listening to, to, to Dave just absolutely losing the plot about <laughs> something or other, you know? Um, Dave's rants crack me up. I love them. <laughs> well, you need to listen to Armando's then. Even Dave's a good. When Armando was doing his rant show, that was a, the best thing. Oh, that, that predates me. <laughs> you need to go back and listen to them. <laughs> go back and find them. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. They're on, they're on the app, yeah. No. <laughs> to, to be, to be fair, there's, there is nothing more sort of diverting than, uh, hearing someone talking passionately about something, whether you agree with them or not. You know, quite oftentimes, the, the Hendrik lad will be saying something and I'll go, Oh man, that's too strong, but it's still great to hear it. You know, it's, it, and this is what kills me about uh, where we are with Liverpool fandom at the moment that we've created a world. I say we, um, it's, I'm, I, I don't feel responsible for it, but certain people have created a world in which, uh, you, you, you're not allowed to have strong opinions or express them. And, um, it, it, if you think X, and then, you know, the, 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 the team Y are going to just hate you regardless. And it's a bit like, it's a bit like life in general. It translates into life in general discourse on any kind of topic from politics to religion to whatever you're having yourself. It's really, it, it just, the intolerance for people's opinions is remarkable. And I can understand that maybe don't, people don't like them when they're expressed in a very, uh, very frank or maybe even borderline aggressive way. But I don't know what maybe maybe it's just the way I'm wired. I don't find that threatening. That's just somebody saying what they think. I don't have to believe it. I don't have to go along with it. I can listen to it and accept it for what it is. I wish, I wish more people would have the same opinion. I think we'd all be a little bit happier. Certainly they would. I'm grand, except for the fact uh, that I'm feeling a little bit old these days. And that's one of the topics we want to talk about. Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch, 
and those must-have fan threads. Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. In the attempt to lift the spirits, I don't know if it will or not, because theoretically it's a depressing topic. But Cam, I know you have something by way of an intro that might get the ball rolling for us here, as do I. So why don't we hear yours first? What is it you wanted to begin with? Well, my intro is, um, is about the day, the special day it is today. So I hope um, I hope you all appreciate this. Here it goes. Oh, lovely. In Ireland, you go to someone's house. And she asks you if you want a cup of tea. You say, no, thank you. You're really just fine. She asks if you're sure. You say, of course you're sure. Really, you don't need a thing. Except they pronounce it ting. You don't need a ting. (laughs) Well, she says then, I was going to get myself some anyway, so it would be no trouble. Ah, you say, well, if you're going to get some, get yourself some, I won't mind a spot of tea. At that, so long as it's no trouble, and I can give you a hand in the kitchen. Then you go through the whole thing all over again until you both end up in the kitchen, drinking tea and chatting. In America, someone asks you if you want a cup of tea. You say no, and then you don't get any damn tea. I like the (laughs) Irish way better. What, who's that or where's that from? Steve <laughs> uh, Murphy and I was looking at um, St. Patrick Day's quotes. and I, I, Yeah, I've seen that somewhere. Yeah, heard that, it before. I, just, yeah. I just thought it was brilliant. It's great. It, you know, it's a movie. You know, having grown up with it, um, it's, why, it's why so much of um, Father Ted is genius is because it's absolutely on the money. Um, the idea of Mrs. Doyle, do you want some tea? No, thanks. You will, you will, you will, you will. That, uh, that's my life. That's what I've grown up with. You, that is, that's just, it's just the Irish way of doing things. They just, people won't take no for an answer. Yeah, I, I, yeah. you know what, man? You know what? I've heard that and I, I'm not surprised in the least. I've heard that from a number of people. I think it's, that's a really interesting, there's a couple of, there's a couple actually of really strong, uh, cultural crossovers there, uh, and that is one of them. Yeah, you know the 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 the, the forced hospitality. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You, you go to someone's you will, house, you're having a cup of tea. Yeah, you will have this, and you yeah. will have cake, and you will. And I'm yes. just, you know, uh, yes. but, but but you know, it's it it comes from a good place in the same yeah. way that you know, um, I've seen really aggressive. Now I know this isn't uniquely Irish, but. I have actually seen when it comes to settle up for coffee or tea or a lunch or a dinner out or something like that. I have seen it that descend into borderline warfare with people insisting that they pay. In fact, I have seen money literally 
thrown across a table at someone's chest. <laughs> uh, I've seen this too. <laughs> and it, it may or may not have been me doing the throwing. I, I will just, I will just say that, you know, I, I, I like to be the lad who will sneak off with his card and pay before I come back and so that everyone hates you then. And I love that. When, and I say I love, someone else who's like that as well. Go on. And they're going to, they're going to shoot me for this. Harinda Baji, that's so you. Really? <laughs> oh, he's the same. But, but do you, do, isn't, the same. isn't it? And it's from it, a great place though, you know? It's not it, a bad it, place or anything like that. No, no, no. I, I, yeah. I, I, I don't, I'm not doing it to score points. I'm just doing yeah. it because like, I, I like it's, I, I, I know I've loads of, I've, I've a good few pals who, you know, oh, they're, they're, they're quite often very, late to to get their round in they're that type right <laughs> it's just I, i'm not wired that way i like to just you know i, I, I yeah we just pay I, our I, way yeah yeah <laughs> but 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 it, but it, it, the aggression that you receive <laughs> is quite remarkable people fucking hate you for at least five minutes <laughs> ostensibly you've done something nice but no, no uh no. you're a bastard for five minutes i can't i, I can't believe you did that this kind of shit <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, anyway, we're not, anyway, we're not saying you're a bastard, Pudgy. Okay, we're not saying you're a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get that clear now. No, yeah, I well, know what it's turning into warfare. For uh, for a little bit of inside baseball, the main reason that Cam is, is ensuring that Harinder is not offended is that he's wearing a a, a Harinder gift currently. Uh, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> true, true. Yeah. so he doesn't want to get in this bad side. Uh, but we're 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 hoping that over the next uh, couple of weeks, where Liverpool don't play, I think until April seventeen days. April first. Oh, you're shitting me! April, April Fool's Day. We're playing City. Oh great! And we That's gonna... City. What, what time is kickoff? <laughs> who, who knows? Um, it would be the early twelve thirty kickoff. Of course, there you it go. Of course, there it you would. Go. And possibly... how have we done in away games at twelve thirty kickoffs this year? Yeah, what could possibly go wrong? You know, <laughs> how many goals have we scored in twelve thirty kickoffs are not away from home this year? Hey, 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 hey! We're supposed to be upbeat. We're not talking about these stop things. Stop it! Oh, sorry. Go sorry. away! Stop! Stop the nonsense! Uh, I'm getting old. Uh, That's what it is. Uh, so I, I had asked you in the WhatsApp chat to come up with at least one reason uh, to be happy uh, about uh, the Reds and the club at the moment. So I'm looking forward to getting into that topic with you. But just in the vein of, of um, you know, easygoing intros and stuff like that, uh, I'm gonna, actually, I think I might save my intro again for the end of the show. It's just Matt Berry reading names. I mean, how, what, how can that possibly go wrong? So we, we might finish with a bit of Matt Berry reading names. I've recently got his book um, on Audible, Toast on Toast, uh, which is tremendously entertaining as you might imagine and um he's now every bit for me as much of this show's spirit animal as brian blessed is the two lads are very much on a on a, an even keel as far as i'm concerned so i'm looking forward to playing i'll play you some um some um matt berry later on as we finish the show but I wanted to just talk about something that's kind of, uh, I know for Lisa Marie and I very much been in the mind because, you know, between birthdays and forced procedures <laughs> <laughs> of a, of a medical nature, 
uh, I, I've been pondering the the concept of age quite a lot. And before you say it, Cam, I'm my actual age today. Uh, and very much been sort of feeling the, the whole mortality thing a lot lately. Uh, yeah. do you know, not in a bad way, but in a kind of Jesus. So re- the reason that well, in um, a way you're thinking it, it's, it's, it's actually happening. Yeah, well, 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 just in a way that decrepitude is real, right? So, so basically, <laughs> yeah. now, now my ears, my ears are fucked. Uh, my, my, my sense of smell has been fucked for years. Right. Uh, so, so I feel like, you know, that, that dude who you hear on Instagram all the time, uh, uh dude with, with an Indian accent, Indian voice, uh, telling you, uh, about it with a real kind of guru voice with some lovely, uh, sitar music in the background. Uh, and it's real ironic stuff. Instead of wisdom, he's, he's telling you, fuck work, you know, this kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, this, <laughs> I know the one, guy, yeah. <laughs> work is shit. That yeah. kind of guy, right? So in that kind of sp- sense, I've been like, okay, my ears are fucked. That, that's okay. That's, that's not necessarily because I'm old. That's because I had trouble with them when I, was, when I was a kid, but it's getting worse. My sense of smell is fucked. That, that's not necessarily old, but it's getting worse. Uh, as a result, my sense of taste is fucked. Now, just to take the piss, you only have so many senses, right? Just to take the piss, my eyesight dropped a, a, a bollock in the last couple of years as well. Like I went from I have perfect vision uh, to forty uh, seven odd, and then now your vision is shit, uh, and you need glasses if you want to read anything. And yesterday, I had the joy of having a kind of the equivalent of a human MOT, you know, uh, or what we call around here the NCT, the National Car Test. So basically, I was put up on blocks and had a full physical and, and see what state of play we're in. And lads, I was nervous about it because you don't want to get any more bad news, you know, that kind of way. So I've been, like I say, I've spent the entire week with that to look forward to. That happened to me yesterday. And, 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 you know, it, it leaves you, it leaves you sort of, uh, the upshot was I'm, I'm actually in, 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 in decent enough, Nick, considering, um, the many years of self abuse. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm quite happy with that, but it's a real leveler. And I know Lisa Marie that you had a similar thing in that, you know, uh, you know, you were a bit like that guy from, um, Monty Python where he goes, you know, he's like, um, <laughs> I'm just an old man. My eyes are knackered. My nose is broken. And he's like, you know, and I know you had similar recently well- with. Some, My some vision med- has been fucked since I was like 13. <laughs> so that's, you know, I, I, yeah, but I've, I know I've mentioned this on the show, maybe the show before, maybe just one before after chat that, yeah, I mean, I have been extremely nearsighted since, yeah, I was like 12, 13 years old. Like the first thing I do in the morning is put my contacts in. And the last thing I do at night is take them out. Um, whereas my husband has like perfect vision and then he's like you. He, hit like late forties and suddenly he occasionally needs glasses to read. Now he needs them all the time. And I mean, to the point where he's got them like, you know, all over the house and in every car and, you know, anyway, um, 
you know, and I, one of the things I said to him before we left for the trip to Ireland was, you do have your glasses, don't you? Because I was like, otherwise I'm going to be reading to him the whole, you know, I'll be reading menus to him oh. the whole trip. Anyway. Lisa, Lisa, let me, let me jump in here. Let me jump in here. Cause there, there's a terrible thing that happens. And I, I apologize, by the way, to all the, um, to all the young people listening to that, listen to this, um, um, you know, sort of comparatively, uh, uh, old group of people chatting about <laughs> Uh, their decrepitude maybe just consider this educational listening but you know that the first time when you're looking at a menu in a well so you won't but you'll know through himself the first time you're looking at a menu and you go through the you know for a bloke i'm i'm a bit weird about stuff like that. i'm so old-fashioned you know if i'm asked to hold a handbag i feel weird whereas i'm you know uh, clearly uh, uh, you know very much a, a modern bloke in other ways I had to suffer the indignity of, you know, saying, do you mind if I borrow your glasses and stick them <laughs> on so I can read the fucking menu? I'd be better off. I, I, I really would have been better off if I had one of those, uh, you know, uh, Hercule Poirot, you know, like a little, uh, what do you call it? Magnifying glass type thing. In things. a magnifying glass, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm so sure. Anyway, yeah. But my particular issue lately has been my hip, um, <laughs> which does make me sound like I'm a hundred and ten. Um, but I was born with hip dysplasia on my right side, but it's been my left hip that has started bothering me a good, I don't know, six months or so ago. So I finally broke down and went to the doctor a couple weeks ago. And so it's a combination of things. One thing, it's just years of compensating for my right hip, you know, and shifting weight onto my left hip. And then the other one, you know, it, you know, once I went to the physical therapist and they're like, so your abdominal muscles, you know, your core muscle strength is kind of weak and it's all tied together. And they're like, well, you've had children, haven't you? And I said, yes. And they said, well, were any of them born by cesarean section? And I'm like, oh, all three. And they're like, oh, that's it. <laughs> well, that'll do <laughs> yeah. it. That'll fair. do it. Because you've got someone, yeah, cutting through your abdominal muscles. And yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. just the general pregnancy yes childbirth thing has so one more way that my children have you know affected my <laughs> lifestyle um <laughs> use the correct adjective that you wanted to say there's another way kids have fucked your life up go on just be honest but, about it <laughs> so yes so yeah so i'm doing physical therapy twice a week for the next six weeks to hopefully build up some strength in it and make it feel better but yeah grand now i mean the orthopedist said i am nowhere near close to like a hip replacement or anything like that i mean that's like way down the road so um if if ever i mean so that's the good thing but i mean honestly that's really been the only thing i mean as i said my eyesight has been crap for you know more than what like three quarters of my life at this point in time so i don't even think about that anymore um yeah. but yeah it's yeah the, the hip thing i mean i do i feel like you know i'm 110 with the sore hip going on so it's just an yeah it's an association <laughs> thing isn't it because you do associate the hip thing with like you know hip replacement there for older types and it's just it's just psychological more than anything else but I'll, I'll let me give you a good one before i ask cam about how he's feeling about his age because to be fair to both of you you're both very youthful looking for your comparatively speaking for your age i would and that's not blowing smoke you just both do look very young for your age but um i I was going through my um, Spotify. I was on a car journey yesterday, and I, 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 I'm loath to do this, but 
I used not wasn't Spotify. Anyway, I used a voice command um, thing on the on the stereo in the car. I just said, "Play classic rock." All right? You know what came on? Fucking Nirvana. <laughs> oh like, God! <laughs> like I, I was expecting, you know, Led Zeppelin or or The Doors. Fucking Nirvana, man. That just feels like it was a few years ago. Now I understand it's a long time ago in the greatest. I know, game, but still, but shit. Yeah. So yeah, so that was. Someone pointed. I read something recently that it was like classic rock. Fuck off. Well, yeah, but it's like something like people born in. It was something that had to do. It, it was like you're closer if you to were a certain born, event. Like yeah, in the seventies yeah. or whatever. You were now born closer to World War Two than you were to nine <laughs> eleven. Something like I was anyway. I was just uh, like, well, that's depressing. I don't remember what the the top end was, but yeah. But it was like, well, thank you for that. the three of us are firmly Generation X. I do, I do believe we're very much yeah. Generation X. We're of that era, and um, uh, I'm glad I am. Don't get me wrong. Part of me is absolutely delighted to be the age I am when I see some of the faffing and and, and nonsense going on with uh, groups who are younger. I, I'm, I'm, I, I like being my age mostly. Do you, Cam? I have to ask. When I hit forty, I thought, "Wow, what a great number! You know, what a great age! You know, it's." it's you know, life begins at 40, everybody says. And, and to be honest, the 40s, I, I did live. I did live, a, a, you know, really well. Really enjoyed myself. I had a lot of fun. Um, and that probably started from the end of the, from my mid to late 30s anyway. And, um, you know, you get a bit of, you know, like I had a bit of money and I was enjoying life and living a good life. So when I hit 50, I, and this is the God's honest truth. I just thought, damn, I'm at the top of the mountain looking down there. Yeah, man, that's it. Cause even if we get a great innings, like a, a, yeah. a like, like yeah. a proper, a proper sort of, uh, um, you yeah, know, you, let's say we get know. 40 years. Yeah. Which would be fantastic. I don't think yeah. it will happen, but you know, Ian, but you know, it's, it's, it's only that way, isn't it? And then, yeah, 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 yeah. And you start, it's, it's at the age where you start looking at your granny and granddad and your great granny and granddad and, and your own folks and you're saying, shit, have we got longevity in my family? Because <laughs> I, I don't see it. I don't see it. You know, on a personal level, I'm thinking, I don't see it. But now I've got to, oh, I'm 54 now. And I'm just thinking, nah, fuck it. it honestly, just, just fuck it. I mean, if you're gonna, if you're gonna let that be on your mind. Yeah. You've got it wrong. You've honestly got it wrong. There's still so much to look forward to. There's yeah, so much to happen. There's so life. much. Yeah, exactly. So much life ahead of you. And, and that, and that's the point. That's, you, you, that kind of puts it back in perspective and you just yeah. go, okay, there are, there are, there are, there are a lot of years here. It's just that you start to get a little bit, you know, the, the retirement concept comes up and I everything you're <laughs> well, I, dude, I don't know. I mean, it's it's been my ambition for the last um, twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> you made everyone try. I've, I've, I've been I've been looking at that gate on the school and going, I want to walk out that for the last time, very very quick. You know, any of these, any year now, any year now. It used to be like when my kid leaves school, I'll I'll, I'll 
I'll make it work. And then it was, when my kid leaves university, I'll make it work. And then it was like, when will I make it work? That's a bit random. What if they don't get married? Then, yeah, exactly. You know. That might never happen. So I'm not, I'm not tethering it to that. So I don't well, know. When I the kid know. has a kid and you need to look after that kid full time. Oh, oh. Jesus, don't. <laughs> don't. <laughs> yeah, but, that, but think about it, Crow. That would be the time. Oh, in a way. Because, oh, mate. Have you seen childcare costs nowadays? What, what, what is, what a grandparent costs? Oh, God. You see, see, that, what you're doing there is, that's very interesting. What you're doing there is you're, you're doing the old idea that I think is going to come back in a big way of, of the, that, cause I know you actually, I think you, you actually have it to an extent of generations kind of living in, under the same roof, right? That's, yeah, yeah. that's, you know, there's, it's, it's there's, pretty. There's three, there's three generations here now. Yeah. And I think, I think, I think increasingly things are going back that way. You know, I think they are. I, 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 I think that's increasingly becoming part of Irish life as well. And obviously it used to be the way all the time. It was like granny's over in that corner, great grandchild's over in that corner. That's how that worked, you know, but, um, it is interesting. Before we get into some Liverpool topics, I've just come across a clip of this guru lad. So let's just. So let's just listen some wisdom for uh, for a minute here. Fuck your job. Do only what you are paid to do. You are not slave. You are not office bitch. Hard work is bad. For you. Office bitch. Hard work only good for making somebody else rich. They say hard work never killed anybody. But remember, what doesn't kill you is putting you under chronic stress medication. Work hard, play hard. Bad idea. Work less, play more. Much better idea. Don't stay at work one minute more than you have to. When the work is finished, switch off the laptop computer. Switch off the phone. Switch off the brain. Tell your boss to take the after hours emails and shove it up their ass. Have a life. So leave it. And remember, all work and no play makes Jack important. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a that's a killer finish for a play to him. <laughs> um, I wonder why he said Jack and not uh, an Indian name. Uh, I, I did yeah. as well. So, yeah. That's actually the first time I heard that one, but that's good. Yeah. Uh, we might make that a regular feature actually at the end of the show. But wisdom from uh, from the guru there. Um, <laughs> now I had said to you guys that, that we talk about reasons to be cheerful around being a red supporter, and I I, I do. It's not an a stick your fingers in your ears, la 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 kind of way or a, a whatever bullshit, stupid category, top red nonsense. But by the way, if anyone, if anyone in real life ever says that to me, um, or talks to me in that way about being a top red or a bottom red or I will punch them in the face. So ample warning to you if you're listening to this and you ever use that language or that type of fucking stupid categorization around me, I will actually punch you until you fall <laughs> over. Right in the face, right in the kisser, because I'm sick of it. I'm sick of this division uh, between us as a fan base. There are idiots. Let them go off and be idiots. You don't have to keep pointing them out, quote tweeting them and say, look at this idiot, because what you're doing there is just as bad. What you're doing there is just as bad. Stop Fuel doing it. to the fire. Fuel to the fire, brother. Just stop doing it. Stop doing it. It's, it doesn't help anyone and you're fucking my timeline up. Stop it. I don't want to see imbeciles. I don't want to see their stupid opinions. I don't want to know that Didi Haman has said 
then it'd be a good idea if Jurgen walked. Because Didier Man's a fucking clown. I don't want to hear his stupid opinion. Unless, even less, I want to hear the opinion of some uh, upstart on Twitter who's got like a few thousand followers and thinks that he's uh, some sort of guru. Just stop it. It's so bad. So, on the upswing of that, let's talk about reasons to be cheerful. And I found myself, you know, obviously this week and yesterday, wasn't it the news that um, we Stefan Bacetic is, is out for the rest yeah. of the season? One of the only kind of... Yeah, one of the only, an inductor injury, one of the only kind of up, upsides of the campaign has been watching that kid. I think it's cause he probably looks like everybody's nephew or son or, do you know, kind of relation. We can all relate to a, 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 a Stefan type figure. He's such a, he's just a real typical looking young fella. And as a result, you're even more sort of, um, you look even more fondly at him. He just just looks like a normal young fella, and he's there. He is playing for Liverpool, and it's just classic of this. It, this season's kind of cursed in a way, and it's just a shame. It's just another thing. But ironically, he's where I'm starting to get the ball rolling here with reasons to be cheerful because that injury's going to go away. He might not play the rest of the season. That's whatever it is. But he's one of those reasons. Um, Lisa Marie's young lad, Harvey Elliott, is another reason. And and, and maybe in, in there's going to be a future where Harvey will actually be able to play where Harvey should be playing and Jürgen's brain unscrambles itself and stops playing him in midfield. Um, there are further young lads around the squad who are fantastic as well. I look forward to seeing Ibu Kanate becoming Virgil van Dijk-like. I think that's going to happen. Um, I look forward to the sight of Luis Diaz becoming a genuine world star in a red shirt in a way that several other players have in the past. You know, finding the club for them and, and making it happen. And it's those narratives that I'm leaning into at the moment and whoever our summer signings are. And I'm already, I, it, it sounds like I've written it off because I have written it off. But to me, this season is over. To me, I don't see um, a huge amount of optimism around thinking we'll get fourth place. It To me, it's as wildly sort of hopeful as the 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 chat around maybe we can you know and I, I, here was me i was doing it maybe we can salvage some pride i said foolishly uh, against real madrid um i guess not i guess we won't be doing that i guess this nice season thought, is yeah. it was a nice thought but i guess it's a write-off of a season so for me it, it's all about focusing on the good things that are to come and I'm excited about the concept of uh, a rebuild. I'm not going to allow myself to be cynical enough to think that it won't happen. I think you'd have to be an imbecile to look at the current state of things and think it won't happen. I think it must happen. So I'm looking forward to that shake-up. I'm looking forward to seeing those lads that I mentioned uh, kick on even more and becoming uh, superstars. I thought Alison's uh assessment after the final and the the lines that he said were well basically it boiled down to well i think i can hold my head up but you know the attitude elsewhere wasn't great and i think that's a absolutely fair two-footed tackle on the rest of his teammates uh whose attitude did stink so instead of focusing that shit i prefer to think about the good stuff to think about maybe Ben Doak is going to be um, 
introduced and what, what might he become? There's so much talk about him, but specifically watching Stefan Bacetic, uh come in on a regular basis next season as well. And watching uh, Ibu Kanate emerge as a, a potential defensive colossus, I know there's one or two lads, uh, specifically, specifically over on uh, the under pressure side of things, who might not necessarily agree with me in that. But they are the things that I choose to focus on in terms of positivity. Lisa Marie, what did you go for when you were thinking about this topic of reasons to be cheerful? We are closer to the end of this season than the beginning. <laughs> wow <laughs> you know, hey i'm just saying okay <laughs> well i mean just okay back the the um 2020 2021 season where you know in like what october november you know all the center backs are out injured and everything else and it was just like oh my god it was i mean i just remember thinking it's november and you know, how much worse can this get? So anyway, so yeah, so we're closer to the end. And and I mean that, I mean, you know, I am kind of saying that a little tongue in cheek, but, but I think it's because, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, and, and this is where hope springs eternal. Um, you know, what players we get in this summer to, to just turn things and, you know, and even if, yeah, I hate to use the words rebuild and, you know, and, and all of that reset, whatever, um, all the rewords, but, but yeah, I mean, just like at the beginning of this season, I know, you know, back in the summer when we were talking about the beginning of this season, you know, I really was excited about the prospect of, you know, Darwin and Luis Diaz and, and just the fact that they were bringing something so different to our attack. I was really excited to see where that was going to go because I felt that our attack had gotten very predictable and, and stale, if you will. And I mean, that it's no slight on any of those players. It's just teams knew what we were going to do. And I, and I felt, you know, those two were going to, you know, they were going to bring that little bit of chaos and I was just excited. And, and I feel like we haven't really, we, we not really had an opportunity to see that, you know? Um, so I'm excited about, you know, this season's over. You know, I mean, and we may get to see it a little bit because I think Luis Diaz should be, you know, I think he's hopefully, you know, going to be starting back into some team training here. So we, you know, we might get to see it a little bit at the end of the season. So, um, so yeah, but <laughs> it's it sort of, it, it does sort of, um, kind of, yeah, just bring it together with we're closer to the end of the season than we are at the beginning. But you're right. I mean, um, you know, I, I, young Stefan is, you know, he's a bright spot and it's, it's a shame. I was, you know, a little heartbroken about, you know, the injury, but in a way, I'm hoping they've caught it. And, and in a way, it's a lesson learned because I know there's been a lot of discussion about, you know, are we training these lads right? You know, it seems like we're getting a lot more of these, you know, types of injuries. So maybe it's a wake up call. I'm hoping. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, Harvey is proven that he's, you know, again, he's not necessarily being played in the right spot, but the fact, and I know, you know, Dave Hendrick is so frustrated with the fact that he's been playing every game and everything else, but it also shows some consistency and dependability in the team, you know, coming back from that ankle injury that essentially had him out, you know, for most of the season that, you know, he's come back 
strong and, you know, is ready to, um, you know, to, to participate, I guess, and, you know, in any way we need him to. So, so I think, I think you're right. I think just overall, a lot of the young players are just, that is something to be excited about, um, you know, to build on for the future. Hello, I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a Tad Predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa. He does Anfield Index. He presents a Tad Predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL Roundtable there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, and by the way, yeah. Trev, I want to hear you say the word imbecile all the time, every time. I just love the way you say it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize I said it unusually. but uh, Well, here we would say imbecile. Okay. So you okay. pronounce it just a little bit differently. And there's just okay. something about the way you say it, especially sometimes, too. It's just said with just the right, I don't know, condescension. It's perfect. I love it. Yeah, I, I I have been working on my insults, so I appreciate that. Um, yeah, that's what I'm here for. That shout out. That shout out. <laughs> I did two um, I did two daily reds, so I thought I better, I better up the ante here in terms of being a, a sort of uh, cutting and aggressive. Uh, yeah, but you didn't do the gossip and then comment on it. That is my like, favorite thing. See, see the, that's the thing I listened to. I listened to Dave on his first show back and I went, yeah, no, I fucked that completely. I just, <laughs> I just, I was too much. I was way too much me instead of, I should have got, I should have just gone for the, the essence of the show and just been, a, been, um, um, scathing about everyone and everything. But anyway, I'll, 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 I'll must do better would be my, my term report, uh, for, for the daily red will improve, uh, with effort uh, is, 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 is the other teacher thing I'd say. Cam, in terms of upbeat things that you thought of when I was asking you what, what's good about, and by the way, this comes from a place that an awful lot of dopes will refer to as entitled. Um, and they're dopes because of course we're fucking entitled. We're Liverpool fans. We've been winning things all the time. That's what we're used to. So yeah, we're fucking entitled. Uh, and I will remain entitled. And when you, you have on this show said a million times, you know, that uh, you've echoed that sentiment of Liverpool exists to win trophies. So yeah, you're, you're damn right. We're entitled in that context. This season has been a horror show and I understand it's a big ask in the middle of all this negativity to pick out positivity what is it for you is it just the fact that hang on you know i'm actually a liverpool fan you could be for comparison's sake an everton fan it's not your fault you were born that do you know what i mean we do have a certain amount of just good fortune regardless in that we're liverpool fans or did you manage to find something a bit more um tangible than that how do you always manage to steal my thunder sorry how do you do it Bloody without even knowing what I'm going to say? 
You managed to steal my thunder. Just it was, was, was your answer was your answer you could be an Everton fan. That was that was as positive as you could get. Well, this is what I was gonna say. Play twenty seven. <laughs> One six. Drawn seven. Lost fourteen. <laughs> Scored twenty. Conceded thirty eight. Minus eighteen goal difference, twenty five points. That's that was one of the things I was going to say. I mean, but as doom as gloom as our season is, that is Everton. The next thing I was going to say was play twenty six, one ten, drawn seven, lost nine, scored twenty seven, conceded twenty six. Plus one goal difference, 37 points. That's Chelsea who spent a hundred billion gazillion trazillion dollars <laughs> in the summer. Right. And that's where they are right now. Yeah. Then you look yeah. at us. And the only positive I can take from us this season, because quite frankly, there isn't any. I mean, we, well, yes, we had a, an amazing result against United, but that only lasts so long. You know, bragging rights are, are only good for so long. But I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, we've, we've conceded 29 goals this season. That's the fourth best in the league. For a team that is so shockingly poor at defending this season, we've still got the fourth best defence in the league. How is that possible? One reason of that it's because of our player of the season. Yeah. The number yeah. of one-on-one saves and, you know, fantastic saves he's made. Alan Becker has been phenomenal. Did you see the picture of Ali walking off with um, Courtois? Um, yeah. And they're, they're having a little chat, right? They're just having a chat with each other and they're walking off together. And uh, Courtois is actually fucking monster of a man because he makes Ali look small uh, and Ali's looking up at him talking to him it's wow. remarkable it's remarkable um, but our man's there wearing his undershirt that he had like you know the kind of under armor thing or whatever the brand yeah. is that they wear uh, it's the, the Nike version of that um, under, you know he, his jersey obviously either given away or swapped or whatever and uh, uh all I could see immediately, I was, it was so predictable. I, I looked at the photo and I said, I, I, I know exactly what I'm going to see here. All I could see was a load of Dorito eating uh, Twitter uh, armchair lard arses saying, oh, look at the size of the belly on that lad. Oh, he's, he needs to watch his weight, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I, could, I honestly couldn't believe it. And they all had like, you know, Firmino987 in their, in their, Twitter address or something like that. They're like, uh, 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 they were ostensibly Liverpool fans. I was like, this is, I mean, the guy is a colossus. He is so far the best keeper in the world. It's silly. The one, the one on one save he made against Vinicius in the last game, that's bananas. Hmm. It's just bananas. He's just better than everybody. And I, I think, I think you're right. I think it's real credit to him because I was listening to Daily Red today, man. What do you think it is, right? And Dave reckons we've lost, 
one in three games that we've played so far this season. That's our rate of loss. I think it's 13 defeats. I mean, that's fucking unbelievable. Yeah, we've lost eight in the league. We've lost three in the Champions League. We lost an FA Cup tie and we've lost a Carabao Cup game as well, haven't we? Ultimately. So, um, yeah, that's just bananas, isn't it? It really is. I mean, it's just, it, it just speaks to the fall off. And like you say, the fact that we're holding our own in some stats, the under pressure lads had, if you want a real sort of painting of how awful the season has been, the post Bournemouth under pressure, they really just throw out a succession of evidence about how awful the season has been that really, really, really is quite visceral. You, there's no arguing with it. Um, but our man there stands as a sort of beacon in the middle of all of that. Really a, a figure that you can admire, a guy who's been a real leader on the pitch. And, and, and he does that thing, Cam, that I love, that even when everybody in the Liverpool line knows that Virgil and Ibu or whoever his partner is have mocked that back line perfectly and they've caught the guy offside but the guy plays on and goes in 1v1 with Ali Ali will save it mm. and I think psychologically in the past over the last few years I think that's had a real it's like fuck you you're not scoring no it's just no Ali says no and to me the man's a massive hero I I, I absolutely love that guy I think he's everything that you want um in that position and I, we will really really struggle to replace him I, I love Quivine I think he's a really solid citizen he's and potentially a wonderful goalkeeper but we've never had anyone like Ali Ali goes straight into my all time Liverpool 11 I, I do remember the tail end of Clements that's what I was going to say then exactly yeah. that. that 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 is the most comparable keeper we've had uh, since I've been watching you know um would be Clements, you know, as good as Pep was for a couple of seasons. The, you know, he wasn't and Brucey, nowhere near Brucey this. Was, Brucey Brucey was a Bruce, case. but he could, but he could make saves that nobody else could, could make, make, and he, yeah. and he would, come, he would come for crosses that nobody else and catch them. Yeah, right. But he wasn't he was on this level. He wasn't this level though. No, no, but like, yeah. get your medals out, get your medals yeah, yeah. out. Brucey oh, wins yeah, every yeah, time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course, of course. But then, you know. That's oranges and pears, isn't it? In that respect, you know, because of, we were so dominant as a team, we had so much more. We we were better at, in so many aspects, not just on the field but off the field in what we did to continue that. I mean, we're going off a tangent here because we we're going we're trying to look at positives, but that those that was a positive in the way they operated as a club. That was different, and ultimately that comes down to transfers. Because we always kept adding, we always kept improving, we always kept moving it on, we always kept refreshing it. And when you do that, you're going to win medals. You're going to have more European Cup medals like Phil Neal did and League Cup, uh, uh, champ, you know, Premier League or League titles like Phil Neal did and Sunis did and Hansen did and Loro did and, you know, all of them did. You know, it was just, it was unbelievable what, what that era was doing with a manager who won 27 trophies in nine seasons. 
27 trophies in nine seasons. <laughs> and, he, and he still didn't get a knighthood. But your man down the road with his red nose, because he was the establishment favourite, won 27 trophies in, what, 27 seasons or whatever it was? Yeah. Just let that sink yeah. in, people. Look at the comparison. Yeah. And yeah, don't get, yeah, granted, the man down the road had to build it up from scratch and then do what he did. And you've got to give him credit, but our man did it in nine seasons. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a, a narrative out there that, you know, it was just taking over a successful team and keeping it going and that's such bullshit look at the change in personnel it wasn't really a successful team no oh man look at the change in personnel yeah. and, and, the, and the thing about the thing about it is as well like you know people underestimate a certain Kenneth Matheson Dalgleish mm. and his rival and what that did on that guy's watch right you know like that's Let's be honest. Yeah. You know, the guy's first season, then he's dinking in a winner in the yeah, European Cup final. Yeah. <laughs> at the <laughs> shed end, At the shed end. Oh, on that man. log of a pitch. No wonder he oh. had to dink it in. No wonder he had to take it on his chest the way he did. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, we've been blessed as Liverpool fans as well, you know. I mean, this is what the modern generation of fans don't get. That, you know, we've heard, you know, I've said it before. I, what was my, uh, do you remember I said, we did, we, we've earned the right to dine at the top table? Yes. Because we are Liverpool and no one can take that away from us. Maybe in 50 years, if we're, you know, haven't won a trophy since 1995, then, then come back at me. Yeah. If I, if I get to that, you know, come and, come and see me. I'll, I'll still be about. So, um, <laughs> you know, we, we, we've got so much going for us as a club. I mean, if people think that, that I'm not trying to be a top red here in any way, shape or form, whatever that actually means. It's like, ask somebody what woke means. And then they, there was, I don't know if there was an interview. I'm just going on on the tangent. Here. So, uh, the, some, politician in America was being interviewed and she said woke. So the lady in the interview said, well, what does woke mean to you then? You've just said that. Now tell me what woke means. And she went, bah, bah, and you know, and, and that's almost like, what is a top red? Bah, somebody just fought FSG. Blah, blah, blah. Fuck off. So, um, anyway, so I'm going to be bit, No, no, yeah. dude, that's, that's a good tangent you've gone on there. That's actually yeah. really, it's actually, that's a really valid comparison because it, people are talking from ignorance. Yeah. Right, they're coming at it from a uh, from a place of ignorance, and they are uh, just pronouncing things with such certitude, with such arrogance, with such sanctimony, and they're usually completely fucking wrong. So, well, I, I, that's I, I think well done, you. That's a good example. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to get into the argument of FSG because that's not what what tonight is about. What we've got to look forward to now is we've got to be thinking that the, we've got to be hoping. Yeah, because let's be honest, the the club hasn't exactly got a great record stand on when it comes to improving the team from a position of strength. So the worry is how are we going to improve this team from a position of weakness? 
And that's what we've got to be hoping come the summer that the whole club has got a plan in place. They know what they're going to do. If it's suddenly going to be the usual bollocks about, oh, well, we've got to get X, Y, and Z off the wage bill to free up this and do this, that, and the other, then fucking get X, Y, and Z off the wage bill. Just move them on. Cancel the contracts. Do whatever you want. Pay them out. I don't give a fuck. Yeah? We've got to improve that squad in the summer. Because if they don't, it's the same old shit again next season. Because that squad is, you know, I don't like I said, it's dead on their feet. They've got nothing in them. That attitude is wrong, as the big man said on Wednesday. The attitude yeah. of so many players in that club is wrong and the attitude needs to change. How do you change the attitude? You bring fresh faces in. What do you do with those fresh faces? They are the ones who are going to be challenging first team places and the people with the bad attitudes have got to buckle up and say, hey, whoa, no. Can I ask, can I ask you a really divisive question? Um, where we'll start to wrap things and I want to ask both of you this question because it's come up, um, from people who have a, a lot of credit in the bank with me and people who don't. Uh, the full gamut have raised the question, um, f- like I say, from people who I admire and have time for in terms of their intelligent um, uh, analytical capabilities when it comes to football, all the way down to Dietmar Haman. I have heard the concept that, you know, what you were raising there is, well, maybe one of the big changes is at the very top, which is the concept of the manager. Um, personally, I, 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 I mull it over in my head and I think, well, well <laughs> allow it to breathe for a second and say, well, who could come in? Who would be better? Who could possibly do a better job? And, my take on Jurgen since he's been here is that he's the perfect guy for us in terms of getting the atmosphere, getting the place, getting the club, understanding things and being elite at what he does. Uh, I don't think there's a better fit. And um I would hate to see him go because I'd love to see him have an opportunity to sort of reboot. Whether he gets that or not is a different thing. Whether it's a half-arsed effort that you've been hinting at, potentially being I think we're all afraid of that we're all afraid of the half-arsed effort mm. uh, and, and that, and that the, the, this attitudinal thing continues if you are asked put in the spot both of you now be think, thinking about this because I'm going to go immediately to Lisa Marie for her take on it as well before we wrap up if you were to really sort of remove sentiment from it for a second um, you're talking about the concept of a reboot you're talking about the concept of you know uh a fresh start. Is there any way in which you could conceive of that being under leadership other than Jurgen Klopp's? I I have thought it. I'm not going to lie. I've I've almost touched on it on previous pods where I've said I think I've probably said that you may have to consider that very question. Yeah, but ultimately. And there's always a but, isn't there? He's got enough credit in the bank to deserve as much time as he needs. Because the argument will always be his hands have been, he's been operating with one hand behind his back. 
what what would he do be able to do if, if he had free reign? And when he's had that little bit of free reign, we've got Virgil van Dijk in, and we've had the peak years of him. We've got Allison in. You know, when he's really gone out and been able to spend the big bucks at the time, and they were big bucks. It was, I think they were both world transfer fees for their respective positions at the time. Yeah. And they, and they proved to be two of the most fantastic Premier League signings ever without a, you know, without a doubt, without a debate. Because we're talking about Ali now, even after four years, I think it's about four years he's been here as the best keeper in the world. Yeah, two lads who go into all-time Liverpool 11s, potentially. Yeah. So, well, without a doubt. Worse. Without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't think there's any doubt in that. And, you know, within our lifetimes anyway, you know, people, some people are going to come back and say whoever, you know, um, that, that's fine. You know, it's subjective. That's your opinion. That's great. Uh, I would full, I'd fully endorse that those two are in, in, they would be in my Liverpool all-time 11. So that goes to show that when he's been allowed to spend big, he gets it right. He spent big on Naby Keita. They got it wrong. You know, fine. You can't get everyone right. But two out of three, which is a 66% success rate in the transfer market, when you're spending big, that's a damn good return. Because let's be honest, um, the Chelsea keeper, how much did they, how much did they spend on him? About 80, they spent more than they did on Ali. Wasn't it over a hundred million? No, I could no, be no, wrong. No, no, it I wasn't. Don't think, no, I don't think it might. I thought um, the um, the Chelsea signing uh, Enzo Fernandez, whatever his name is, he was the the highest Premier League transfer, and that's just over a hundred, wasn't it? Yeah, maybe. It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think you. I think he was about seventy million, seventy-five million, eighty million, whatever he was at the time. But you know, that was huge money at the time. The Ali transfer fee was only for like a week or two, wasn't it? As the the biggest goalkeeper transfers fee and, and whatever it was, but you know, there's a prime example. Would you have Edison over Ali? No, not that he costs more, but you wouldn't have Edison over Ali. You know, I mean, it's it's just like when the manager can do what he wants, sign the player that he wants, get the right players in, those players perform. Everybody was talking about, oh, look at Nunes, oh, he's a flop, he's rubbish, he's this, he's that. The guy's goal and assists per minute is number one in the league or thereabouts. Yet he's been slated. Yet nobody talks about Anthony at bloody United. What the fuck has he done? So I'm recruiting. Even now, we still pretty much are getting it right. We're just not, again, we're just not recruiting enough players. And I think if the manager was given that free reign and it's, so this comes back to FSG then, doesn't it? And then you think, well, if there were different owners in who were giving him the money to spend, what would he do? And I want to see that. I think he deserves that. I think he's got enough credit in the bank for that. But FSG are making the wrong noises now, aren't they? Very much so. That's the problem, right? That's what everyone's a bit downbeat about. We all heard those sort of vaguely insipid John Henry quotes um, and it just doesn't give you a feeling of great optimism about what might be about to happen and similarly Jürgen um, whether you like this or not 
the truth of it is he, he can come across as very much a company man uh, in that he doesn't he doesn't do down the owners at any point. An awful lot of people would love if he was a bit more Rafa-like in terms of throwing haymakers left, right and centre. Or even Anthony Antonio Conte there, who's uh, <laughs> in a similar vein. You know, if, 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 if Big Tone isn't happy, he lets people know. But Lisa Marie, take us home in terms of this uh, same discussion. I mean, is it for you as, you know, like of you're you're on a podcast with two old duffers who've been supporting a club for years so this is not your this is not your fault uh you are you're you're, you this is where you find yourself by um uh, by the grace of god let's put it that way uh and here you are (laughs) as a comparatively recent fan um whose fandom i think spans clapo's time Uh, that is correct can you can you can you envisage a future without the big man? I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> this is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, mag boxes and games consoles. Visit LibertyShield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. Uh, an immediate future, I mean, sorry, next year. I was going to say, well, yes, I mean, he's not going to be the manager of the club forever. <laughs> okay, um, okay, don't, don't get bogged down in semantics. You know exactly what I mean. I, I, I mean, is, 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 is there a way in which you can allow yourself to mentally uh, get into a zone where we start next season and it isn't the big Swabian leading us? You know, I, I agree with what you were saying earlier. Trev, I, I mean, who would it, it, okay, let, let's say yes, but who would it be? I think that's where I get hung up is, you know, I, I can't see who we would replace him with. So I think, yeah, I think, you know, Klopp, assuming he, you know, wants to remain, we yes, I think he should be allowed that opportunity to to try to rebuild the squad and and you know get it back to the levels that we all know that it can be at. I think you know in addition to seeing some new players come in, I would like to maybe see some changes in his coaching staff. Um, you know maybe maybe some new ideas fresh blood, shake it up a little bit there might be a way to go to, um, 
you know, to, to just bring in, you know, again, a, just a different perspective. And, and again, somebody who maybe has a, not just a, a different perspective tactically, but, but a different, a fresh set of eyes in working with the players on a day to day basis. And, do you mind, you know, do, maybe, you, do you mind if I put I have, it in here and ask you a question? Cause people are going to be listening to this and I know what they're thinking. Um, and I, sorry to go all uh, Thomas Magnum on you here, but I know what you're thinking, uh, listener. And you're wondering if Lisa Marie is saying pep lenders. No, <laughs> I'm really saying? not. I'm not necessarily. I, didn't I, think I just think. think I didn't think you were. <laughs> no, I, I think though that, I mean, not just, I mean, the whole staff, from what I understand, it's, it's essentially been. You know, Pep Lenders and, and, and all the other assistant, you know, assistant coaches, it's, it's been very much the same team, um, you know, for a while now. So, you know, not only someone to bring in maybe, you know, again, new ideas tactically, but, but just a different look at the players and a, and a, you know, and a different take on ways they could play or, or how to get, you know, certain, things out of them um you know as you know again the players who who you know will remain at the club and um yeah so just you know just a new perspective you know all the way around i think you know could could be helpful and i think also you know we've and i don't want to get into a whole big long discussion but but it feels like especially this last year or so that um Klopp has you know started doing things other than just coaching the team and, you know, he needs to be focused back on doing that, you know? Um, so yeah, anyway, but we're not. Uh, no, we're, we, we, well, we, we, we are gonna, but not in this show. And I, I like that you've gone there. I like that you've gone there. It's, you know, you've teed us up lovely for, we've got two weeks of no, yes. no reds and, and, and maybe our next show will be. A little bit more antagonistic or, uh, a little bit more sort of down the line of, of, of what is the issue here really? And we'll, we'll, uh, we can absolutely consider that. And you've teed us up nicely for that. And look, I, I suppose a, a minute or an hour and whatever, eight, nine minutes, we should start wrapping it up. And I think we will, um, at this point. Uh, yeah, I've, Cam's just popped something in the chat, so you possibly heard the the little Skype ping when it did. It's one of two things I wanted to finish with, uh, which is uh, on, a, on a, a show where we try to be upbeat. A couple of downbeat things, right, to finish with. Uh, first of all, uh, Lucas Leva has had to announce his retirement. Um, Sorry, Cam, this is near one. Uh, at the age of 36, which is, you know, comparative child, um, loads of years left in him, especially the type of lad he is. I know he wasn't everyone's cup of tea, but he put in one of the greatest displays I've ever seen by a red at a time when I was in the ground. A super, super display. And, you know, he was doing it, um, uh, in central midfield and I know like I say he was a bit of a device figure but he was always I don't think anyone could argue with Lucas signing but a really splendid lad the kind of lad that I think would have really thrived under Jurgen 
Uh, and it's just a shame to see that because of some heart issue, he's having the call of the day at the age of 36. Um, he's currently playing or was currently playing with Gremio. And the other one is that Lance Reddick, who a lot of people will know from The Wire, um, some people might know from Spartacus, an absolutely, um, uh, like it's just a, a, a sort of a god of a lad, you know, just a ridiculously a handsome dude, a ridiculously, yeah. ridiculously sculpted chap. Uh, has passed at 60. I don't know why. I have no context why or what happened to the fella, but he is a lad who's been part of popular culture through things like The Wire and Spartacus and several other things. Uh, so that's a kind of a, a grim enough note to end on. Uh, so we'll try and wrap it up with a slightly uh, upbeat way. <clears throat> As has been our attempt in this whole show, and like, I mean, I hope we've given you a little bit of distraction in all the dark noise that's been coming out of you. And I just want to finish with uh, the idea of what we might talk about next, but without being too grim about it. So Lisa Marie's already given us one concept there that we can think about. Cam, if you were to say what we might talk about next week, what is it that's sort of weighing on your mind a bit in terms of more serious stuff or uh, the, the the grimmer aspects of things at the moment that we could possibly sort of weigh up? Apart from the whole, if not Klopp, who? What what else do you think we might throw in as a topic for our next show? I mean, the obvious one is is always going to be the ownership. And... Uh, or the midfield, you know, the, you know, the shit show that, that goes on there. And, and obviously I, I saw something that they were contemplating giving James Milne another extension. And I'm like, God help us. Yeah. Because, because yeah. if James Milner is the answer, what the fuck was the question? What are you, what are you making of, give me, uh, and this is the simplest way of doing it. Give me your rating for Jimbo in the uh, Real match because I've seen a lot of contrasting things. I know Dave was very low on him, whereas I was quite high on Jimbo. I thought he, I thought he made a, a, a valiant effort considering. I don't I don't think it was spectacularly effective, but I, I appreciate what he was trying to do. I think it's a bit sad that we're looking at a lad and we're thinking, I can see what you're trying to do there, lad, so fair play to you. That's not what should be happening. I don't want to hear about, you know, his age and isn't he a great servant. I think it's a real indictment of the shit recruitment that has gone on that he was there starting. If you were to yeah. give a, a, a zero to ten in a, in a sort of cool enough detached way, uh, for Jimbo's contribution in the Real match, what would it be? What would your number be? Three and a half, four. Yeah, I think an awful lot of people would be with you on that. And, and that includes. And that's being general. Oh, oh, he did really well there. And yeah, because it, it, it would include, oh, he did really there, well there in that one to one. And then that was a good through ball. But then there's a lot of game where he's not there. And it's honestly, then, I think it's. But then it's not on him. It's not, that's it, man. Yeah. It's not his fault. Yeah. It's not his fault. He keeps getting selected by a fella. Yeah. Whose head, whose head may have gone. 
And we have to address that. That's going that, to be. And, and that goes back to the questions of should he get another season? Yeah, it's, 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 it's a really uncomfortable chat that some people won't even allow to happen. Um, and honestly, anyone who closes down any chat at all, screw you as a person because you're just like, you're afraid. We will have it. I won't enjoy it. Uh, but we'll have it if needs be and we'll see what comes from it. But to wrap up, let's get something, um, in terms of what it is you, you reckon that's not a bad conversation. Maybe have a look at the midfield, maybe have a look at, at, uh, the managerial situation and, and, and both of you agree on that. So yeah, actually I, I, I like both of those as topics and we can, we can broach maybe both of them in one show next maybe week. This time next week. Trent in there as well, because obviously he's been quite <laughs> tough this week as well, hasn't he? In what's he's, been he's, He's not allowed a bad season. Oh my God. Oh my days. Because everybody else is so brilliant. Why can't Trent be still brilliant when everyone else is so bad? You know, it's such a false narrative again. I have a, I have a Trent theory, but I'll. Let's, let's do it next week. Let's do that next week. Yeah. You have a Trent. I'm very interested. (laughs) I'm very interested. That's probably overstating it. I just, I have. Go on. Yeah. I have thoughts. You have a take. Uh, uh, I have look, a take. Yeah. We'll we'll roll we'll roll the Trent uh, debate into it as well because I think an awful lot of people are putting him up as the scapegoat for the attitudinal thing, but that's a, it's a team wide thing, and uh, maybe he's embodying it more than others. But um, I don't think he should wear all the blame for it. So yeah, that's an interesting thing. We'll we'll absolutely look at some more awkward topics on our next show. I want to thank. Uh, Lisa Marie and Cam for going long here. We said we keep this short. I said I'd not keep them um, too long on their Friday night, uh, but it's Paddy's day and I got excited. And now we're at one minute and fifteen or sixteen, and um, you know, as often is the case, it's gone long. But I want to thank both Lisa Marie and Cam for their contributions tonight. I've really enjoyed the chat uh, as ever. It was a very enjoyable process to work through the hour plus. Uh, with two people who have uh, opinions that I respect and life experience that I respect even more. And I hope that through our ramblings, we've given you some entertainment for the 70, 75 odd minutes that we've been on. And we will be with you again very, very soon. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.